Hello, and welcome to the first episode of The Experience of God with Erin Hansen. I'm your host, Erin, and in this episode, I would like to begin with a little bit of an introduction and um, an explanation of my intentions for this podcast and my story. Over the past few years, I have experienced a series of very powerful awakenings. And what I mean by that is a um, series of experiences that have led to the continual falling away of the separate personal self, the ego. And what is left is a beautiful, peaceful, infinitely silent space. These things are often difficult to talk about because language implies a duality, but ultimately there is no duality. But when I'm trying to describe it, it appears that there is. So bear with me as I learn to articulate these powerful experiences. Let me go back um, and begin uh, a few years before these experiences began. I was raised Catholic. I was raised uh, mostly culturally Catholic, I would say. I went to Catholic school my whole life, and my mother always taught us that spirituality is about a direct personal relationship with the divine. And I am forever grateful for having learned that from a very young age. I've always carried that lesson with me. And I've always viewed the divine in that way as a personal friend. Fast forward to early adulthood. I began a year-long yoga teacher training in Chicago. And this was a really pivotal moment for me. I was able to have access to so many teachers and different spiritual practices. And I did a total deep dive into uh, my inner spiritual life. Over the course of that year, I chose to do a 10 day silent Vipassana meditation retreat. And it was life changing. It was so incredible for me. It was a bold move on my part because at that point I was I would didn't even consider myself to be a meditator. But I felt so called to experience that. I felt so called to go through that experience. I felt drawn And so I answered the call and I went. It took place in the middle of farmland in Illinois and it was in January and it was snowy and silent. It was so magical. We spent over 10 hours a day meditating. And the schedule was such that everything was provided for us So we didn't have to think about where our next meal was going to come or 
um, about our sleep schedule or anything. It was all just so rhythmic and I quickly fell into the rhythm. It was very challenging. Meditating for that many hours a day is a huge challenge. It takes its toll on the body and um, psychologically all the things that you have pushed away and not wanted to look at for years just come right up to the surface. But what I gained throughout that time of those 10 days was so transformative. I gained an actual um, understanding of equanimity and what it means to meet everything that arises with equanimity. That is ultimately what the practice was. To notice what is arising, whether it be painful sensations in the body or troubling thoughts or feelings, and to meet everything with a neutral perspective and to know that it arises, it feels very intense, and then it passes away. This learning was truly ingrained in me over the course of those 10 days. And I had perhaps my first real glimpse of my true nature. The ultimate reality that is beyond any surface level personality or identity of myself as Aaron. I had a true experience, direct experience of that underlying reality and I was forever changed. From that point on, when I went back to my daily life, I was so passionate about this glimpse that I had experienced on the meditation retreat. And I did a total deep dive into Indian philosophy, Advaita Vedanta, non-duality. Um, I began to read a book called I Am That by Nisargadatta Maharaj. And this book carried me through so many explorations. I carried this book like a talisman with me all the time. Wherever I went, I had this book with me. And I would just spend hours poring over it and underlying important passages, passages that really spoke to me. This was the first book that I ever experienced a, what felt like a direct transmission of wisdom. It, uh, for lack of a better explanation, it felt like God speaking to the God in me, the deepest, truest part of me, and I couldn't get enough. While everything in that book wasn't necessarily my experience at that time, something within me knew that it was true. Something within me knew that everything that was written in that book was true for me. I had this intuitive 
remembering actually it it really felt like a remembering and it was so nourishing and so soothing and empowering to be reading these words and to have that recognition of that truth that I felt like I had forgotten. The experience of reading those truths and living them feels, felt at that time and continues to feel like the warm feeling of coming home, the ultimate coming home, coming home to yourself beyond all adjectives, beyond all descriptions of anything on the surface, the truest feeling of pure peace and at-homeness in yourself, no matter what is appearing on the screen of consciousness. So over the course of these years, I kept having very powerful glimpses of this and I wanted more and more. I knew that I was onto something. I knew that this was true. And so over the years, I was doing the work to uncover it more and more and to like dust off the screen of consciousness so that more of the truth could shine through. I did this by having a developing meditation practice and by really I feel like the one of the pivotal choices was when I naturally began to carry what I would experience and learn on the meditation cushion carry it with me throughout the day there was a moment when I began, because I was so dedicated and so guided and pulled, I felt like God was calling me home. So I had that inner willingness and that inner drive to carry this practice with me throughout my day-to-day activities. No matter what was happening, I was going to work, I was traveling in the city, I was experiencing the ups and downs of life, I continually had um, a mindset of awareness, increasing awareness and um, just noticing everything that was arising. I started to practice what I had learned on the meditation retreat to observe in a detached way everything that is arising and then falling away. And I carried that practice with me throughout life. And at first, it is very challenging. And there were countless times when I forgot that I was the observer of these things. Countless. Again and again, the person or the ego would get caught up in believing that it is the reality, that the person is the reality. And so I would ride the waves of that. And inevitably what happens when the person believes that it is in charge, uh, suffering ensues. 
shortly thereafter. And I began to experience a heightened sense of that suffering. It comes as a contraction at first. And when you increase your awareness to such an extent that you can sense the slightest contraction, you're in such a place of power because you notice that and that awareness allows you to make a different choice, to remind yourself, hey, I notice that the ego is trying to be in control in this moment. And simply by, aware, by being aware of that, it would lessen the suffering immediately. And once I began to really work with this and practice it and experience the immediate relief and benefits that would come from practicing this way, I was hooked. And, I, and then that fueled my motivation and it fueled my willingness and it works like that. It's a um, self-fulfilling, a self-fueling process and it gains momentum. So over the course of these years, I, I, I was experiencing quite a bit in my life as we all do. I moved across the country. I changed careers, I changed relationships, all of these things were happening. And at times I was more into the practice than others. But like I said, when I wasn't into the practice, there was plenty of suffering. And the suffering I began to, um, I began to notice was a gift, a gift from God to call my attention to a misunderstanding. I began to interpret the suffering as God saying to me, hey, notice that you are misunderstanding your identity in this moment. You're thinking you're the separate personal self. You're thinking that this is all up to you and that you're in control and that is why you're suffering. And then I would take the steps to guide me back into pure peace. And those steps that I would take again and again to guide me back every time into almost immediate pure peace are something I've come to call the surrender technique. This is a technique that I plan to go into in a later episode because it is so pivotal to my awakening and it is so helpful and so empowering and it is also um, while it is a very simple technique there's a lot to say about it and there's a lot of things that I want to go into about the surrender technique so that you can begin to practice it in your life. Um, that brings me to the experiences I had in 2019. So over the course of these years, like I said, I was having these glimpses, then I would get re-identified as the person, back and forth, back and forth, 
into the identity of the person and back out again. And then I reached a level where I was continually observing this movement of back and forth, back and forth. I was the observer of that which was seemingly moving between these different identities. And that was a very pivotal um, threshold for me, a milestone. Then I began to become, with greater and greater awareness, more and more established as the observer of all that is happening. When suffering would arise, I would observe it. I would remind myself, I am the observer of this. This is arising and falling away, just like those physical sensations on the meditation retreat. So as I was going on and on, then I had one distinct moment, an experience in January of 2019, where it's very difficult to put into words, but I had, I, I consider that a, a, an initial awakening for me. I had an absolute, um, indescribable, yet uh, irrevocable, unchangeable experience of my true nature. And it happened in a moment. And the effects were uh, continuous. The effects still haven't gone away from that moment. My identity changed drastically in that moment. And I felt fully established as the observer. And then, as happens on the spiritual path, I went through my life. That year of 2019, I would um, vacillate between that experience, reeling in that experience. And then every once in a while, almost getting re-identified or even sometimes falling in under the spell of the ego and feeling re-identified. And then, in again in January of um, 2020, I had another awakening experience, this time deeper, more profound, with more lasting changes, and um, just a, a, a deepening sense of my true nature as beyond all phenomena. And ever since this experience, so right now it is January 2021, one year later, ever since that experience in January 2020, I have not gone back. There's never been a time over the course of this year that I have forgotten that I am the unidentified field of pure consciousness. And life goes on. This experience, if you can call it that, of realizing your true nature is not what I expected. I expected from everything I read and from different teachers that I would witness, I, I thought that I was going to be forever floating on a cloud of bliss and full of tears of joy all the time 
in a state of bliss and um, not able to function in the world. That is not my reality. The reality that I'm experiencing currently is a very dynamic life, engaged, um, connected, um, even facing challenges, uh, the daily things of uh, adulting in this life, paying bills, going to work, changing careers, um, all of that still happens, but you, I am unidentified with it. It very much feels like I'm watching a movie and the character of Aaron is doing these different actions on a day-to-day -day basis. It is a trip. <laughs> it is awesome. It is, it is miraculous. It is very hard to articulate and describe because most of us are so fused with our identities that we cannot even imagine anything beyond that. So the best way I could describe it is I play this role with awareness and with a lighthearted playfulness. I show up as Aaron. I move through the world. I navigate challenges. I uh, meet each moment with what that moment requires. I am completely surrendered to divine will. God is moving through me in every moment. And any time that there is any kind of um, challenge that arises, I turn it over to God and trust that God will move through me and help me navigate that challenge. It is like surfing, even though I have never surfed. <laughs> I imagine it is similar to surfing because you just ride the waves. And the thing is, the waves can be very choppy. The ocean can be stormy and treacherous, treacherous, but it doesn't affect you. I often use the analogy to go to continue with this ocean analogy that I feel like I'm on a boat in the ocean. Sometimes the ocean is very calm and still. Sometimes it's very choppy and wild waves are thrashing about. And I'm in the boat and I'm just riding the waves. I'm not in control. I'm not affected by the state of the ocean. And so that's my way of articulating my um, experience of the falling away of the separate personal self-identity. And thank you so much for listening to my little introductory um, sharing. I am very much looking forward to sharing more and going deeper into what I have discovered along the way. I am very much looking forward to sharing with you in a personal way. I would love to hear where you are on your path and what challenges you face and how what tools you use to navigate those challenges. I also would love to hear about your glimpses on the path 
the glimpses you've had of the unity consciousness, Christ consciousness, Buddha nature, the unidentified pure peace that is your true nature. We've all had glimpses and I'm just here to remind you that it's true, it's real, and if you are called to this kind of work, it is inevitable for you. So thank you so much for listening and please reach out to me. You can find me on Instagram at cedar.grace. I look forward to hearing from you. Blessings on your path.